Welcome to the F3 American Yammer podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. guys, welcome to episode four of American Yammer. I am your host, the shortest of all possible circuits, Short Circuit, on the nation's fifth best podcast out of five. And today joining me all the way from Georgia is uh, the Coastal Empire's own Salmonella. So Salmonella, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah. I'm glad we were able to, to get this connected. You and I have been talking for a little while now, and I, I think it, it kind of all started last year. Um, I'll give a T-claps to a uh, to Posse. I think Posse probably spotted something that you had posted on Twitter about either losing weight or kind of getting getting priorities right with family. And um, I'm glad he, he made that mention and that that ultimately connected us to be able to get here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So name Arama. Name, age, F3 name. Uh, name is Matt Tharp. Age is 40. F3 name is Salmonella. Salmonella. Now, now how long have you been in F3 packs? Uh, four and a half, five years. Four and a half of your, okay, so you've actually had a chance to, to see it grow. I mean, we're we're almost at the ten year anniversary, right? But so you've had a chance in about half that time to be able to see F three grow, kind of in in your own region. Is that right? Sure. So I uh, I hit us at a at a pivotal point back in two thousand fifteen, um, and they came to Savannah. So I was a Redwoods with Savannah, and they kind of motivated. Uh, the core five to help launch St. Simons, Statesboro, Pooler. Um, I was fortunate enough to come out to Denver. And then uh, my final launch has been here in Richmond Hill, my, my current hometown. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. So you, so you actually had a chance to be able to touch a number of AOs and, and help launch other ones. Is that right? Yeah, that's a truly a blessing, a, a, an honor that I can't, describe really uh obt came to my house uh, we were trying to launch some some the iron project with the y uh the lizard corporation that we can talk about later but uh yeah it's just uh I, man my timing in in f3 could not have been more beneficial to my life and and to just the opportunity to help expand yeah, that's great. Yeah, I know. And, and it's it's funny, too, because after you and I had had connected, for those who are not privy to this, after you and I had connected and, and originally started talking about the podcast, which I think was kind of late last year, um, come to find out, that I, I didn't even know that you had actually helped launch F3 Denver. So I'm on their Slack channel, and, and lo and behold, somebody had brought up your name, and I was like, no way, is this the same guy? So kind of kind of fortuitous how that all sort of came together. All right. Now, now posting, uh, when and where, you know, how, how many days a week do you usually post and, and what's your, what's your typical routine look like? Uh, so back in the day, uh, when we first started here in Savannah, I posted every day we had, uh, an AO open Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, I tried to have a hundred percent participation because in, in reality, that was the most consistent thing in my life. Maybe beyond religion on a day-to-day basis, but yeah, uh, from from a day-to-day focus, that was the most consistent thing I had in my life. Um, I've had some injuries 
recently, so I'm not posting as much uh, as I would like to. I took a new job after being laid off in last July. Um, so my posting consistency um, post summer 2018 is down to about two to three times a week. Um, I have also recently been laid off April 3rd. Um, so my posting has gone back up to about three to four times a week now. Gotcha. Okay. I'm definitely sorry to hear about the, the layoff there. I know uh, you and I have been chatting about that here and there. And, and hopefully by the time this episode airs, then things will have turned around for you and uh, it'll it'll be a thing of the past, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you embrace it. It's life. So it's, uh, that's, I, I credit F3 to, to me staying kind of cool, calm and collective during this time. I'm not, I'm not overly worried. I don't have a lot of anxiety. It's, 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 it's going to work out, but, um, you know, it definitely pushes the nerves to, uh, embrace the suck, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was exactly the quote I was going to use. Embrace the suck. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's kind of, let's take a step back for a second and, and let's jump into this thing and, and talk about life before F3. So, so what was life like for Salmonella before F3? What, what, how would you have described fitness? If that word came up in a conversation, how would you have described it? Or what did fitness really look like to you growing up? So fitness, uh, growing up, take it way back. Um, I think my sister started running when she was about seven years old, probably running away from me and my friends. But uh, she has continually been a runner my entire life, a, a true inspiration to all of us. And um, I started playing tennis at five. That's why I say she started running at seven. Um, tennis led to some college uh, scholarships. So I was always I was always fitness focused. Uh, even through high school, I ran cross country tennis. Um, yeah, fitness has always been part of my life. After college, you know, I definitely kind of took a step back. Uh, I wasn't as focused. I was, you know, the corporate desk jockey there for a while and uh, <laughs> rocked the party life. <laughs> and um, so then I hit my fifth year anniversary in 2015. I started, I started running early in the mornings on my own. And my brother-in-law was just like, you do this on your own? And um, he said, you know, I've, I've joined this new group. And it hit, if it wasn't for this group, I wouldn't be able to do it in the morning. I can't believe you're doing all this on your own. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I started getting back into running, uh, I'll say, April 24th, 2015. I was running about an eight-minute mile. Oh, wow. Okay. Gotcha. So, so it sounds like especially from a sibling perspective, you know, fitness has always been, been more kind of on the sports aspect of things. And, and like you've explained with as, as many guys have gone through as well is that, you know, going through college, then it starts to take a dip and then um, continuing through college, then it takes a, a big cliff dive. And so it sounds like you, you kind of hit that, that, that bottom point, And then you're starting to kind of come back a little bit when you, when you heard about F3, is it, does that sound about right? Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. It's, it's the roller coaster, you know, and yeah. I grew up in a church. I went to church. Till I went to college. In college, I tried to go every Sunday, but you know it was probably more monthly than it was weekend. And then, uh, you know, once I got married again, we started going to church again. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. So let's, let's, so that kind of paints a picture of the, the fitness aspect. So we know it's there, right? It's, it's in your background. It's in your blood. Let's talk about the fellowship aspect. If that word were to come up, come up in a conversation, or if people are, were to ask you, you know, what's the nature of your relationships or, or who could you really call if things went wrong? How, how would you have described that to them? Ah, so this is a, this is where I get to an analogy for you. Um, so I, I used to go to a lot of concerts and stuff, uh, football games when invited, I'd, I'd go to football games. I didn't, I didn't go to a big school, so I didn't go to a lot of football games for, for Troy university. But, um, when you go to a concert every so often, you'll see a beach ball getting passed around the crowd and there's no rhyme or reason why this volleyball is getting or beach ball is getting tossed around, right? It's fun. It's entertaining. Everybody tries to hit it. Yay. Um, so I, I kind of look at my life as I was that beach ball. Um, I'm fun at the parties, but uh, it's not necessarily the number one thing you're bringing to a concert. Um, right. So I had friends. Uh, I, I'm not taking anything away from that. Um, but I may not have been the first friend you call to make sure you're there at the party. Uh, and so I kind of felt a little, a little lost in that direction, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, had a great relationship with my wife and, uh, you know, for a long time, even now, I mean, she's obviously a main focus of my life, but she played more than one role. Uh, she was my best friend for a long time and, um, you know, she she and I met when I was in the middle of a divorce, and had she not met me when she met me, I probably would have taken a different course. But um, thankfully, she was there. She got me booked going back to church, and you know, focused on on living for the for the better good of life. Gotcha. Okay. Now, and, and that's a fantastic analogy, brother. Um, just talking about the beach ball aspect, because you're right. Nobody ever thinks to bring the beach ball, right? It just always is kind of there. And uh, I think that's a, that's a fantastic analogy that, that you've used. Um, so definitely thanks for sharing that. And I know that's, that's a very vulnerable aspect too, because, you know, as, as many guys, we, we do often feel adrift, kind of wondering where do I fit in with all of this? Where do I kind of fit in with life? And, and a lot of that kind of ties into the, the greater aspect of purpose, which is kind of what you you'd brought up uh, just a minute ago and, and what we'll talk about. So, so we know that fitness is part of the background. It's, it's in your, it's in your blood. We know that from a fellowship perspective, it doesn't sound like any real deep relationships. And it sounds like you were kind of searching as well for an understanding of where you fit in with other people and, and where that kind of ultimately landed you. It sounds like you had a, a great relationship with your with your wife as well, even before uh, getting married there. So at least you had some some kind of a, of a connection, if you will. Um, but definitely it sounds like, you know, you're kind of lacking for, for friendships and kind of going through those, those sifter experiences that really separate uh, the, the really deep friends from the, from the very shallow ones. Mm -hmm. So you, you brought up before kind of this, this element of faith, right? And that is, you had mentioned that you grew up in church and you had tried to go consistently, but definitely fell off the wagon. Let, let's talk about that a little bit. So, so what did faith really look like to you? Was it, um, how would you have described it? Was it kind of more just, just focused on the church aspect or was it, was it, sort of opening yourself up to looking at kind of an act of or acts of service or serving within the community or something greater than yourself or, or how would you have described your faith or, or what that word meant to you? Sure. Um, so faith to me was living the Christian life, living the Christian life, uh, doing 
into others as you want done to you. Uh, so, so any any given situation, if I saw somebody, you know, have have a busted bag walking out of a grocery store, I'd be the first to run over there and help the lady, the gentleman, you know, pick his groceries up, take them to the bag. Yeah, I, that that's me. I, I love helping other people um, through situations, no matter what it is. That's one of the reasons why I went into human resources. Um, the faith aspect of me, you know, I. I talk to God nonstop. I mean, some people say, yeah, I pray every morning. I pray every night. Yeah, man, I pray all day. Um, <laughs> I, I lived a, a fortunate life um, in the aspect that my dad's a electrical engineer and he designed a diaper line uh, when my sister and I were, were, were little kids. And that allowed us to travel the world a little bit. We went to Italy, I think in fifth grade. I was in fifth grade. And then um, in 1996, Three, we went to Israel, and um, so my parents asked me what was the one thing I wanted to do. Uh, my sister wanted to ride a camel on her birthday, so we went to Egypt for that. And I was just like, you know, guys, I, I really feel like it's time for me to be baptized. And so I got baptized in the Jordan River. Nice. Um, you know, it's it's cool. Um, but that faith, I mean, we, yeah. I don't know how to say it any other way, man. I, I lived a charmed life. My parents are good people. My sister's good people. Um, I just, yeah, I had a charmed life. I, I really have been blessed. And uh, I've never been real far away from the fence, that aspect of it. I definitely have straddled the fence and enjoyed the straddle. But, um, you know, I, I guess I've accepted the sins that I commit. I got you. Okay. No, it sounds like, if, especially from what you were describing, kind of some of the experiences there, um, that definitely faith played a huge aspect into, you know, who you were not only growing up, um, but then it's kind of always sitting there in the back of your mind, kind of dictating those elements of, of how you react. I mean, you even brought up yourself the fact that you went into HR specifically to be able to kind of help people. And, um, you know, it sounds like a large part of that was kind of based on, based on your, your faith upbringing. Would you, would you say that's accurate? Yes, for sure. I had a year and a half in engineering school and had mathematics not been such a problem, uh, I would have stayed that course. But it's also very distracted in life. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy engineering. I enjoy creating stuff. But uh, people are my passion. So that, that was a better fit for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. All right. Well, well thank you very much for sharing that with us. I mean, that, that definitely helps to paint a picture now of kind of what life was like for Salmonella before I keep saying their name and it always, it always strikes me as kind of funny. Um, <laughs> what life was like for Salmonella before F3. So we know that fitness is a big part of the background, right? Um, it, it's, sure. it's in your, it's in your DNA. Um, you're, you, you and your sister kind of grew up playing sports. You guys were, were into running and tennis and, and definitely that's always kind of, um, spoken to some aspect of, of you continuing to remain within the fitness element. Um, doesn't sound like there were a ton of deep, meaningful relationships and uh, more than anything, kind of going through the, going through the motions a little bit, trying to understand where you fit in. Um, 
but apart from apart from that, you've got this deep faith upbringing, right? So you've got a strong faith background, and that's helped to guide many of the decisions and and elements of of who you ultimately are. So so that that really kind of paints paints a picture. Um, but but on top of that, do you do you kind of have a, a story that maybe would help to kind of solidify or sort of summarize what life was like? Because definitely there are some great elements there, but I'm sure that not everything can be sunshine and rainbows. Um, so do you have a story that maybe you'd like to share that kind of solidifies who you were before? So uh, not not to go back to the beach ball analogy too much, but you know. I, I had checked all the boxes, man. I, I didn't do everything right. I got arrested a couple times in college. Um, to kind of encapsulate that with one story is, you know, I, I just enjoyed life. I, I was happy-go-lucky. I was checking the boxes. But I had no real sense of purpose, kind of like that beach ball. Mm-hmm. I, I hate making that analogy, but it's the truth. Uh, you know, my wife and I were happy. Uh, my, my first marriage had failed miserably, but it was just two young kids who met in Paris, France, and it just it was oil and vinegar, and um, it didn't work. And then, for whatever reason, I, I met a girl that was Southern Baptist, which was the same way I was raised, and so my life kind of had a purpose, but it wasn't really a purpose driven life. If that kind of makes sense to people, I never read that book, a purpose driven life. But anyway, um, so the story that I would share is that I was a box checker, you know, I I had the corporate job. Uh, I took a new job to move a little closer to the girl I was dating who I eventually married. And I had a job that I literally could have retired from. I did retire from after 10 years, but um, I was just checking boxes, man. I had no real direction in life other than, okay, well, I'm going to get a check. I'm going to get a paycheck and I'm going to write this check and pay this bill. I just, I was stagnant, man. I I was simply, I, I I was in a boat. With, with the tide water coming in and I wasn't making progress going forward or backwards. You know, I would eat fat free snack food. I'd work out in the gym an hour a day with no gains, no losses. And I had a size 38 pants, you know, like what, what are you doing? You know, yeah, I can run an eight minute mile, but I can't bench weight. I, I can't bench my weight. You know, yeah. I can't bench 38 right now, but an eight minute mile. Now it's worse. Now I can bench 238, but I can't run an eight minute mile. But that's because I've got <laughs> leg injuries. <laughs> I got you. Well, no, and, and I, th- I think that's great. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that analogy. I, I think it's it's a perfect fit for exactly what you're describing. You know, a, a guy who's just kind of going through the motions. Um, I, I love your, your term box checker there. Right. I, I think it speaks so well to what so many guys go through. Just like, well, paying the bills. I got the nice, you know, steady income, steady job, but there's got to be more to this. And and definitely, I think um, what you've described there, kind of the, that beach ball type mentality is absolutely wonderful. And definitely thanks for, thanks for sharing that. I mean, even if you do have to go back to the analogy, I, I still think it's wonderful. Awesome. All right. So let's, let's talk now about that first workout. So, so first off, who EH'd you? How did you find out about F3? So interference out of Winston Salem is my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and uh, he started talking to me about it. 
um, after an actual a horrible 5K that Thanksgiving in, in I'll say 2014. Um, and I was just, I was so disappointed because I, I think I ran the 5k in like 30 something minutes, 32 minutes. I was just like, I can't believe this. This is horrible. What has happened <laughs> in my life? And, uh, he was just like, dude, when's the last time you worked out? And I was just like, Oh, probably six months ago. You know? So he, he kind of started talking to me about it. And, um, uh, I went and spent my 35th birthday up there. We were supposed to, to go work out at F3 that time. And, um, <laughs> Uh, we fart. We both fart sacked after uh, some 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 good beverages the night before, <laughs> and uh, we had just had a kid who was teething at the time, and uh, he cut his first tooth on my birthday, which was relatively nice because I think he had a little bit of relief. But uh, from there, um, he just told me more about F three during during that vis- visit, and so I started emailing. I had like five email addresses. So I started emailing F3 Nation, like, I mean, probably some sort of a psychosis. But uh, (laughs) I I started emailing them from all five accounts, saying how much we needed it in Savannah. And uh, a a local church here in town, uh, Independent Presbyterian Church, has about four four guys. And uh, they caught wind of it and started emailing. I didn't know any of them at the time. And they actually got F3 here. And so when it was announced that it was coming in six weeks or whatever the time frame was, uh, my brother-in-law sent me the book. I read the book and I got a T-shirt somehow or another. And so I actually <laughs> wore an F3 T-shirt to my first post. Oh, but, you're uh, that guy, huh? I was that guy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I was locked in. I was – this is my new life. I mean, I, I knew before I ever posted that I was going to love it. Yeah. But anyway, my brother-in-law is who he aged me. Gotcha. Okay. And and now, do, do you remember who queued that first workout? Um, you have to give me a minute. I still talk to him on uh, Twitter. He, um, yeah, I, you know, I should have known that. Um, God, he's out of he's out of Somerville, South Carolina. I can tell you. Tell you. Give me just a minute. Yeah, no problem. You're fine. Oh, God dang it. It's not Splinter, is it? No, it's Wesley Donahue. Why does it? That thing sounds familiar, actually. I always call him Hotshot, but that's obviously not his name. Uh, Jingles. Okay. Jingles out of Somerville. Yeah, Jingles out of Somerville. Uh, he came down with it was about I, I want to say it was uh, about seventeen other guys. Um, not all of them were from Somerville. Some of them from other towns like Bluffton and stuff like that. But I think there were about twelve guys from from Somerville. But nice. Jingles was the leader. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> brother-in-law gets you in. Jingles is on cue. What do you remember about the, about the workout? It kicked my ass. <laughs> 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 no, so I had a, I'd been at a corporate retreat for from Wednesday 
to what was that a Saturday. So Wednesday through Friday, I'd been on a, a three day bender, if you will, at a corporate retreat where we do all this training and stuff. But part of that corporate retreat is that you, you sit down, you break bread and share lots and lots of drinks. And at the Lizard Corporation, that was like the only time we ever drank together. So, um, yeah, I think I got overserved Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Maybe not Friday because we drove home, but I didn't drive. My truck was in the shop, so I was blessed by that. But, um, yeah, so Saturday morning I, I, drove, I, I woke up hung over with a headache, I'm sure, but uh, I was sweating out alcohol that first post. And uh, one of my best friends was sitting there egging his special forces which I didn't know the guy at the time. He wasn't my best friend at the time. I didn't know the guy. And he's sitting there talking. He's talking shit to everybody. And I'm like, dude, they're trying to fucking kill me here. What, what are you doing right now? I'm just like, oh, you'll pass out before you die. He just kept telling me, you'll pass out before you die. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't want to pass out. I'm about to, I'm about to throw up. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you should have thought about that before you lived that lifestyle. You know, like, this is on you, bro. And uh, so to me, what I loved about it is that I never really had time to focus on what all we had accomplished because mm -hmm. every minute they were saying, go to this, go to this, go to this plank. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so thankful we get to plank and I'm shaking all over. I'm like, we're doing this planking right now. Why am I shaking? And she's like, your core is not strong. I'm just like, dude, if you keep talking to me, we're not going to be friends. <laughs> and so – like we just kept going, kept going. We were doing crab walks. We were doing bear crawls. My wedding ring fell off at one point in time. I, I started panicking about that. And it's like, dude, your ring's right there. Calm down. You know, like, and I don't know if it was Jingles who found my ring or who, one of the other guys. And, um, you know, it's just, I mean, it was just, it was just nonstop. It wasn't chaos though. And, and that, that's what amazed me about the whole thing. It wasn't chaotic. It was well-organized well thought out planned mm -hmm. and i just i had not seen that you know because working out in the gym you know oh i'll go bench press oh i'll go do deadlifts oh i'll go yeah. do this you know and it was just boom go do this 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 and for a good 53 minutes is what i'll tell you we busted ass man i i, I just it, we didn't have anything going on other than we were there to feel pain and I felt it for like three days later. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh, not great that you're, you're suffering for three days, but I mean, just, just to hear kind of an experience like that, that so many guys have had, right. Just to kind of, you get that first taste and it's so almost sour that you can't help, but just be like, man, that was terrible. I'd really like to go back and do it again. So, so, so definitely thanks for, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, to kind of round that, that part out, how, how did you get Salmonella? How did that name come about? Yeah. So uh, they asked us, you know, whatever, how we got started in life, this, that, and the other. And so my, uh, my introductory, I think to, to, to life after college, um, that, that second chapter, uh, I started working for a poultry plant and uh, I do human resources for a living. And so I was a HR intern, shift supervisor, HR manager, and then um, an employment manager. I wasn't an HR manager there. Um, but yeah, I, I went to 
you know, three or four different roles in uh, a poultry poultry plant. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jingles just started laughing. A couple guys threw out some things, and um, you know, I was throwing out, you know, my favorite drinks, wild turkey. My favorite this. I played tennis in college. You know, I was throwing out everything I could throw out. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, salmonella stuck, and so now pretty much everybody just calls me Sal. But um, yeah, it's salmonella. It's on the back of my truck. Probably in bigger block letters than my wife would like, but yeah, <laughs> it's there. Oh, that's awesome. What a fantastic story. Uh, thank you very much again for sharing that. Uh, I always love to hear a good a good starting of F3 story. Uh, so thank you very much. All right. So now let's, so we know what, what life was like before. We know about that, that first workout, how it just sounds like it basically destroyed you there. Oh, and but we know that you've you've continued since, and we know that even before you made that first post, like you were saying, that you you were already hooked. So let's talk life since F three. So now, when you look at fitness um, and you kind of contrast it with what you had believed fitness to be before, uh, what what would you say that your how has your fitness been impacted as a result of F three? What's what's been the big noticeable difference for you? Um. So focus, um, you know, we live in a very, uh, military town, um, military focus. We have two large bases here in town, Fort Stewart, Fort Hunter, Army Air Force, um, field, not Air Force, well, Air Force is there too, but, um, so again, I was blessed with getting to know a, a lot of, I would say, career fitness focused people. Um, special forces, Rangers, all, all that fun stuff. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about guys who run sub six miles and, you know, I, when I'm rucking with them, they're not breaking a sweat. And so I have this vision of what I wanted to look like. And, uh, I would talk to them about it. I was just like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is what I, you know, I'm like, can you squat 400 pounds? I was like, yeah, you know, I, I went in the gym the next day and I blew out a pair of pants trying to, trying to squat 400 pounds. I didn't squat it, um, <laughs> but uh, it squatted me. But uh, so, so it gave me focus, I, I guess is the point that I'm trying to get to is I have a desire of what I want to be able to do. If I'm working in the yard, if I'm working a construction job, you know, I, I want to be able to pick up that refrigerator still like I did when I was 20s. You know, if, if a buddy of mine calls, which a doctor here in town that I'm friends with, um, <laughs> who actually went to med school with my brother-in-law, um, called me and said, hey, I, I'm moving. And so uh, he said, can you help me? And so me and another Redwood guy, we said, hey, I got this time available. I went and helped him move for three hours and on my shift, he and I picked up a piano and moved it. You know, uh, I want to be able to do that. Uh, prior to F3, I could not have picked up a piano and helped somebody move. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked on my upper body strength. Uh, I knew that was the weakest part of me then. I was happy with running eight-minute miles. Uh, I can't run an eight-minute mile right now, but, you know, hopefully that will come back after a few knee injuries and ankle injuries finally heal up but uh it's just focused i lift weights now because i believe that in order to actually change your physique 
you've got to lift heavy things to to gain muscles. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to get that, you know, after 40 sexy look. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that, that's excellent. And, and definitely, I, I think F3 does that for a number of guys, right? Where you finally kind of have a sense of understanding, you know, what, what am I really doing here? Why am I really doing it? And and I think for you, you kind of tied it back in with, with a sense of purpose, you know, even with your discussion about being able to help a friend move, right? And that's that's looking beyond yourself and sort of tying in the fitness aspect to the third F aspect, which is great. Let's talk yeah, about I mean, fellowship. It, oh, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, you, you know, it, it's, I don't know if everybody's had the opportunity to meet Dredd. It's a dynamic individual. Uh, if you don't or you haven't met Dredd, you need to make it a purpose in life to kind of try to go out and meet dread. He's just a dynamic individual, but Hey, you know, it's like his current Twitter uh, profile. We all want to look jacked. Uh, the man's over 40. I'm not going to reveal his age cause I've actually spent a birthday with him, but you know, we want to look jacked. And when, when we take our shirts off, we want our wife to say the same thing. His says, Hey, you look good without a shirt on, babe. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. Let's talk about the, the the fellowship aspect now. So previously, you'd kind of described a life, a, a, a beach ball life, <laughs> right? And yeah. kind of drifting around, not really understanding sort of where you're supposed to go or what you're supposed to do, just kind of being there, um, and, and, which I thought was a fantastic analogy. Tell, tell me, how has that changed since you've gotten involved with F3? Uh, how, how have you become less of a beach ball, I'll say? Um. You know, not not every guy that I've met in, in F3 Savannah would call me over for drinks, but uh, I would say I have that core group. Uh, you know, the Redwoods of Savannah, there were seven of us. Five of us came back and posted that next Wednesday. Um, those five guys are, are some of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what's unique about this I've never paid anything to any of those guys uh, other than debts I don't owe. Um, And as much of those guys are some of my best friends in life, uh, you know, the eight or nine guys that helped this thing grow from December to March of 2016 are, are, are some of my best friends. Uh, they don't have the title Redwoods, whatever, um, you know, and through all the strife that's been going on in my life, um, I'll say strife, that seems a little bit hard, but you know, a couple layoffs here and there, you know, people reach out to me and, 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 you know, when you haven't talked to somebody in a month or two and they're just like, Hey dude, I was thinking about you on my 35 mile run today. Uh, I'm praying for you. I'm like, what? Me? Well, why me? You know, like, why are you thinking about me while you're running 35 miles? You need to be concentrating on running 35 miles, you know, like, you know, and you, you got the ham, uh, one of the other Redwoods. He's just like, hey, dude, thinking about you. Hope all is well. You know, they have no rhyme or reason to, to, to be thinking about me, but, you know, they know that something's going on. Um, my wife and I had a surprise uh, last year. And, you know, I had, I had over 40 guys contact me and telling me congratulations, so happy about it, you know, how's the baby doing? And, you know, dude, are you kidding me? Over 40 people? Mm-hmm. I, 
you know, the, to me, the equivalent of that is getting like a hundred likes on Facebook. You know, that never <laughs> happened to me. So I, I was just astonished that here we've grown to, to be in where we are in life. And I feel like I have, I feel like I have friends, you know, I feel like I've got people who actually care about me. And, um, to take that to a next step is these guys that have, have, you know, come to F3 in Richmond Hill. Uh, I have a more day-to-day relationship with them. And, uh, you know, those, those eight or nine guys, I mean, I'm talking about principals, uh, special forces guy, general manager guy, construction workers, respiratory therapist. I mean, you can go down the label list of, of who all we have there, but you never really think about, you know, would I be friends with this guy if it wasn't for F3? And and one of the best mentors I've had, dude, he would have never, he would have never known I existed in life had it not been for F3. And, and uh, you know, Doughboy and I used to eat lunch two or three times a week. And, and I would just tell him about general, general issues in life. You know, we, we would ruck, we rucked through a tornado warning just to do a 12 mile with a special forces ranger. He was just like, dude, I can help y'all. I can help y'all get through this. You know, it was like, well, there's a tornado warning. And he's just like, okay, it's just a warning. You know, and so Doughboy and I are just like, dude, let's do it. So we meet up at this golf course and we ruck 12 miles. And I mean, it, it, you know, he goes to a different church than I do. We we believe in the same the same guy, but you know, it's just like, what are we doing? Like, can you believe we did this? And you know, we're living life planned. So you know, you've got to go to bed earlier to be able to live that kind of a lifestyle because you've got to get up at four o'clock in the morning or three thirty in the morning to go ruck twelve miles to be at work at eight thirty because you mm-hmm. can't stop the rest of your life. Yeah. So to, it, it's just. Yeah, it's it, it's focused. It's driven. It's it's just that fellowship, that bond that you create. I mean, it's uh, that's you can't buy that at a gym. Nope, you can't. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And and definitely, thank thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, the, it's it's kind of incredible, right? Um, we, we talk so much about it. Those those completely stupid and utterly pointless things that we do, but yet when we do them, it it. it grows the sense of of fellowship and, and a strong bond that like you said you, you can't buy that somewhere right you can't pay for it um it just has to be grown organically um and definitely it sounds like you know things have really turned around from kind of where you were at previously and and, and kind of how you described life from the, the the floating beach ball perspective now to having not only a sense of purpose but a strong uh, connection with guys around you within your region that are, um, you know, constantly either checking up on you or, or wanting to pull you in to be able to have that. So uh, I, I think that speaks volumes to kind of the nature of, of the fellowship that you produce. Yeah. Oh, and the last element here, the the faith perspective. So previously, you know, you talked a lot about you had this strong um, religious background. And I, I'm curious to know now kind of how has that been expanded or, um, shifted as a result of f3 how do you now kind of view view your faith through the lens of of having been involved in in an organization like f3 so my faith is uh 
it hasn't really changed in the aspect of what I believe in. Um, and I don't know uh, unequivocally that I have led anybody to walk a straighter path. Um, maybe, maybe by way of, of this is what you shouldn't do. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, to me, the, the faith is more than just the Christian wall, but, um, how to summarize this is, 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 is the living third aspect. You know, we all have desires. We all have, I want this, you know, my 10th anniversary was Friday. I want it to be this. I want it to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I want it to be this this wild time. Uh, it's not about what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's not about any of that kind of stuff. It's about, hey, can we go to church this Sunday? Well, no, because they still got us locked down. All right, well, we've got access through putting it up on the TV screen. So we're going to have our five-year-old watch it on TV with us. Um, you know, it's it's making any obstacle that comes in our life and removing it and saying this this is what we should be doing. Um, this is being there at the time somebody needs us to be there. You know, a, a buddy of mine decided to sell his house and move. You know, that's not what I wanted to do on a Saturday. You know, I wanted to spend time with the family. Um, he called and said, Hey, can you do this? And I was just like, well, yeah, man, I got your trailer in my yard. Uh, I'll bring the trailer and I'll, I'll help you move. Well, that morning I twisted my ankle at F3 again. And, um, you know, I, I'm sitting there hobbling while I get there. He broke his foot the day before. So it's just like, we're both hobbling, but you know, we made it work, you know, and it's, it's overcoming. Yeah, I'm hobbling. You're hobbling. But if we turn backwards and forwards, we're not hobbling on the same foot. So we won't drop anything. You know, it's just you embrace that um, and and you make it through it. But I guess to kind of summarize all that, I I kind of rambled there for a minute, is that I learned through F3 that you have to live your life, work out. You got to categorize it. but in order to make that 5:30 workout in the morning, you've got to not drink so much or not do whatever you do so much that it's going to mess up your workout the next morning. So you got to go to bed at 8:30, go to bed at 8:30. Make that sacrifice the day before. Start living life today for what you want tomorrow and plan it out. I started queuing. I didn't always have the best queue cuz I tried to make it so difficult. Mhm. But then I, I figured out, hey, I could use acronyms and I could do the beast workout and I could make the B this, the E this, the A that, S T, you know. Yeah. And if I went planned, it all went it all went well. And those acronym workouts to me are that that's still what I'd like to deliver most. It, we're either doing stations and rotations or we're doing a, an acronym. Yeah. And I started living my life that way. Um, I got tired of straddling the fence and, you know, I, I started, I, I quit drinking beer about a year ago. Um, you know, I'm on the, on the brink of quitting liquor. So, you know, it's just, it's removing any obstacle that you have. And I don't, I don't care if you're out there smoking pot, cigarettes or, or whatever your vice is, 
if it's impacting your life, then it's impacting your life. And in a certain states, you can smoke and it's legal. Uh, in Georgia, you can't smoke because it's not legal. But you just, if you're doing anything that's illegal, you need to really consider that because that can impact your family. And, and you don't want to, A, embarrass your family or, or cause any hardship on your family. And if you don't have a family, you can say, oh, I don't have a family. I, I can still do this. Yeah, your future family can be affected from that. And, you know, yeah. maybe you don't want a family. That's fine too. But, you know, why make your future more difficult than it needs to be? So don't break the law is my number one goal. <laughs> and um, for anybody who's listening to this, but live with a purpose, you know, <laughs> live with a sense of I'm, I'm going to be better than yesterday. Not to steal that from Garmin, but, you know, damn, be, be, be better. You know, what, what did yeah. Tiger Woods say in 98? Uh, when he won the Masters, I think it was 98, maybe it was 97. It was, I think it was my senior year in high school. But uh, this always resonated with me is that they always asked him, well, what are you going to do next? You know, you had the – you just won the Masters. What are you going to do next? I was like, I'm going to go home and work on my golf swing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? You had the best drive ever. And it's just like, yeah, but I think it can be better. You know, like mm-hmm. – I don't even really watch golf. I'm not that big of a golf fan. Um, but when he said that as a as an athlete, I was just like, dude, I don't know that guy, but I get that guy. You know, like you, you got to be there. Yeah. Well, I think it speaks a lot to kind of what you were bringing up, right? It's, it's living with a sense of intentionality, um, you know, and, and, and definitely kind of, trying to focus on that greater sense of purpose and, and finding that and, and whatever it may be and, and continuing just to, to drive at it. So, well, awesome. Well, to kind of round it out here, you know, we've talked now about how F3 has impacted your, your fitness, your fellowship, your faith. Um, is there kind of a story that kind of encapsulates um, or, or helps to summarize um, for the people listening kind of what F3 has meant to you? Uh, that no matter what you, yeah, I mean, I, so plan for the unplanned, uh, and, and and not, not to make this about me necessarily ever. Um, you know, even this podcast really isn't about me. It's about you. If you can take anything from this, know that, um, you know, you're going to get what you put into life, but if you truly can challenge yourself to live third, not get caught up with well, the what about me? Um, you know, I like to have hope, I, and I, I can just tell you this based on my life. I, I wanted, I wanted a bunch of youngins when I was a little kid. I, you know, I used to want eight kids, and uh, my wife and I had a kid, and. Uh, medically, we didn't think I could have any more kids and we had a great Valentine's day one, uh, 2019, I guess. And, uh, we had a baby, what, 11, 20, 19. And, uh, you know, if you start living life, right. Um, it'll be writer. Um, but you'll be rewarded. I, I mean, if you take that focus off what you want in life, uh, you'll get what you need in life. And it, it just, you'll have a happier life if you're, you never seek happiness. Uh, I, I, I agree with Droid, uh, with Dread on this. Um, 
it, if you're seeking happiness, you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But if you seek joy, you're going to find it in, in, in almost everything you do. Uh, there's going to be some optimistic viewpoint that you can find if it's a life lesson, if, if whatever you go through, you know, you may be on that 12 mile ruck and you find out that wool socks are better if you use a, a wicker liner. Hey, optimism, you learn something. You know, I, it doesn't matter how small the feat is through life, you can learn through just about every opportunity. Gotcha. All right. Well, Selma, if guys want to get in touch with you, what's the uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, probably Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm constantly out there on Twitter, but if you personally message me that way and then it gets hot and heavy, I'll, I'll share my number with you. But uh, for the greater aspect of it, it's just the uh, – I think it's called the underscore, at yeah. underscore Matthew Tharp. Um, but – I, I, I essentially somebody else had Matthew Tharp, so I did at the underscore, which is like the Blake line, and then just M A T T H E W T H A R P E. Awesome. All right. Well, tell me no. Thanks very much again, brother. It, it's been a great opportunity to be able to kind of hear your story and, and hear how F3 has impacted you. So I appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, and I, I appreciate you doing this, buddy. It's uh, This is awesome. I, I really appreciate you, Short Circuit. Absolutely. Not a problem. My, my, my pleasure, brother. All right, guys. With that, that wraps up Episode 4 of Season 2. Hope you guys have a, a great rest of your day, great rest of your night, wherever you are listening to this. Stay sharp, and we will see you in the gloom. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom. Short